Today we're going to start off with a slightly different way of approaching our podcast. And I tell a joke. A joke that I like very much. Alright, so a guy goes, um, he's driving by and he sees these two men, very poor. In fact, so poor that they're eating grass. And he, pull, and he feels very sorry for them, of course. And he pulls over right to, to them and he gets out of the car and he tells the men, what are you doing eating that awful crabgrass? That's just, oh, my goodness. Uh, come with me. And then they say, uh, uh, thank you so much, sir. I, I really appreciate it. And, but we have families. You know what? We'll come get your families and you're all going to come with both your families to, to my house. Okay? We'll take good care of you. And they hop in the car and uh, they say, sir, thank you so much. This means so much to us. And he says, you bet. And we, when we get to our house, you won't believe it. Our grass is a foot high. <laughs> he just got it. It's, I love this joke for a couple of reasons. It's just funny in and of itself, right? <laughs> What I also like about it is that it, it treats, it, it shows how people will treat you as you treat yourself, right? So in this joke, of course, these people are, are evidencing that they are grass eaters. Okay, you're a grass eater? I'll treat you accordingly, right? So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a joke that I feel reveals something about respect, a respect for yourself, and so on. If you are constantly, uh, I mean, I, it's very interesting. When uh, a friend of mine, a guy friend of mine, he he still likes this joke. A guy friend already likes this joke. Yeah. Um, when uh, a guy friend of mine, you know, he he was always dating these, to my mind, very uh, ugly, well, unattractive ladies. Let's put it this way. I thought that 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 he could have done much better for himself in terms of the classiness of the ladies. He was a decent looking guy. He was a lawyer. Blah blah blah. But he was always. You know, going out with these kind of very, I thought, inappropriate women, for, at least for him. And so um, he said, hey, can you set me up? Okay. So I set him up with women that were just the same. Right? <laughs> <laughs> People, okay, well, he, you know, these desperate women. Here's your go. level. <laughs> Here's your level. So it's the same sort of thing. And, and it's, it's a reflection, in a way, of, of who we are, right? It's a reflection of, of our human nature. Now, I'm going to talk about a topic. Um, and it's, it's politics and such. You get what you expect of yourself, right? And you, in, in, the, in the business of politics, if you feel that all that matters is what your government can give you, then that's the approach that your government will, will talk to you with, right? You're, they will treat you the way you treat yourself. Right. Okay. They will they will only provide you the level of respect for your intelligence for the level of respect you show them you're willing to accept. Exactly. There you go. And so it's it's no surprise that as our culture gets more and more minimized Stupid. and trivialized um, and where we expect uh, free things all the time and goodies such as, you know, you won't you, you <laughs> the Obamacare is such a good example of that uh, free education, uh, abortion on demand, all the things that, that you hear now from the Democrats, at, at no point do they talk about real values. They, they may utter the words, uh, American values and such, but with, without actually discussing what those values are. 
So it's no surprise that we get candidates like Hillary Clinton, and to a lesser extent, but still to some extent, uh, Donald Trump, where they talk really, they don't even talk about American values. They don't talk about liberalism and how dangerous it is, conservatism, and how much better it is. And they never, ever talk about, say, the word freedom. Right. They might say women's rights, blacks' rights, Latino rights, the word rights, but never freedom. Right. Because they, they know people don't demand it. They don't demand it. It doesn't resonate to them. They couldn't care less about freedom. And that's, it's a sad state of affairs. They're far more interested in getting freebies than freedom. All right. So, <clears throat> and in walks this story, as it were, uh, that came out recently. And I don't know if you know about this story, Ari, so I'll just tell you to uh, You know, the, the singer Madonna, okay? She was, uh, for some reason, she was doing a surprise opening act for Amy Schumer, who was going to do her comic skit. I think it was in New York. And she, uh, she shows up, and she talks about how great Amy Schumer is and all this stuff. And, and then she says, and now without further intro, and then she remembers something. And, oh, just one more thing. And I'm going to get very graphic here, folks. So if you have little children, please make sure to either skip over this or not hear this. What part. I like to do is say you have 10 seconds before I'm going to continue this story. You have 10 seconds to turn this <laughs> off. 9876543321. This radio should Boom. be off. Doom. Now, right. adult content. All right. <laughs> and I'll, then I'll tell you when I, we can come back from that. So she goes on and she says the following. Uh, one more thing uh, before I introduce this genius of comedy. If you vote for Hillary Clinton, I will give you a blowjob. And I am good, she said to the crowd. The 58-year-old singer went on to detail her qualifications for the position. Quote, I take my time. I have eye contact. And yes, I do swallow. She added, giving a thumbs up. Madonna went on to praise Schumer before introducing her to the stage, noting, one day I want to do what she does. Okay, so Schumer, of course, is a very graphic comedian. She only talks about sex. That's extremely, extremely vulgar, the way she, she talks. So Madonna was certainly in line with the same sort of crassness that Amy Schumer has. But there's so many levels of this that I want to discuss. Okay, Now, first of all, let's talk about the level of of being treated the way you want to be treated, right? So she thinks... <laughs> yeah, first of all, I know that she's joking, okay, folks? You don't need to explain that. And, and you know, the Snopes article says... Uh, it, this is not a serious offer. Snopes is actually responding, saying this was a joke. You she, oh, you don't say. She didn't perform it on the 50 men who attended the Schumer concert yeah, exactly, that night. Right. <laughs> and, and supposedly the 50,000 that she's offering it to, right? Yeah, she'll be busy. So it's just, uh, so the whole thing is so gross. She said she took her time. That'll take a lot longer than after the election right. to get through those all. So we'll start, we'll start with the, the whole notion of being treated as you want to be treated, right? So she actually thinks, and there's something in the mindset of a lot of Democratic voters, that it's all about what you give, right? What you get, yes. And what you get. So to her mind, she actually thinks that there's a possible quid pro quo. She won't give it, ha, ha, ha. But nevertheless, you might get an iPhone. You might get free Obamacare. You might get free this or that. But nevertheless, the, the notion of giving something in return for your vote is somehow acceptable. There's, it's not the notion of values, as we talked about. It's not the notion about hard work and being and having opportunity and freedom and enjoying the, the fruits of your labors. No, no, no. It's about, here's something I'm going to give you, in this case, oral gratification. 
and, uh, and, and that's, that's good enough for her. All right, so, so that's, that's the first level I, w- I want to talk about. The second level I want to talk about is how if this, I mean, this is actually criminal when you think about it, right? The, the, the notion that quid pro quo at all and, and that it's actually sexual, right? We call that prostitution. If it were money, if she said, hey, I'm going to give you oral gratification in exchange for money, you would say that's prostitution. Or drugs. Or drugs, right. But, but the only way it's legal, mind you, is if it's filmed yeah. and distributed, ironically. Yeah. Off subject, but it is off you subject. are absolutely right. It's yeah. like, it's, it's a criminal act. Yeah. And not like that, but it's, but, but and, okay, so that's, it's. Will pros- Loretta Lynch prosecute? <laughs> so the prostitution act angle. Now, take it from the reverse, right? Now, if you're saying, hey, I'll give you something in exchange for your vote. That's also a crime, right? right? Okay. So it's not good in either respect. So yes, of course, she was joking. I get it. I get it. You don't have to keep on saying that. But that leads me to my third point, which is what if the same joke, the same stunt were pulled by a famous female celebrity supporting Donald Trump, right? And she says exactly the same words if, however, you vote for Trump. What do you think would happen? Trump would take her up on her offer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Come on, you're... I, I, I can't work under these conditions. <laughs> you set that one up for <laughs> yourself. <Okay. What? laughs> Come on, that was a good response. <laughs> you know, normally Ari David is an intelligent man. <laughs> All right. Anyway, the point, what do you think would happen, right? I mean, it, it, the absurd, it, it's so obvious. First of all, the, the, the whole feminist culture out there would be so aflame with anger. Anger. How dare he do this? And how dare he trivialize women? And he'd be—they'd be right. By well, the way. and also, how dare his female supporters degrade themselves and allow themselves to be treated? Yeah, yeah. Let, as let, sexual beings. Yeah, let's, let, let me let me get there because they, they would talk about first of all how degrading it is uh, to women that this is the way he views women, right? This is the way uh, that he only thinks of them as sexual objects, and then he thinks that there's that that men are so stupid that they will that. That they could be converted merely by the the promise of sex, and uh, and and demeaning in both respects and everything else, and 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 then of course they have to they would demand demand to see whether or not the Trump campaign was behind uh, encouraging this woman to to uh, push oral sex in exchange for the votes. Yes, right. Yes, what yes. did they offer her? What did they threaten her with? That's How right. did they wring this concession out of her? Right. How did they get her to engage in criminal activity? That's right. And the, the, the Loretta Lynch, like you said, is going to look into this. Right. And then, of course, at the very least, they would demand, Donald Trump, demand that he distance himself and uh, from, from this, this woman celebrity, that he denounce this woman celebrity from this horrific... Uh, offer that she has made. And call for her prosecution for offering sex for votes right. and votes for sex and all the things you outlined. It would, be, it would be the topic of the debates and it would be the, the, the next topic for the next three weeks. Reason? Because it's about sex and it's about his wink, wink, nudge, nudge uh, approach to, toward this election. And That's it, what it fits would be. every narrative marker on the racetrack that they're looking for, yeah. for the memes and narratives they create. Everyone. And before we came online, you said you were going to surprise me with this topic, and I'd like, you're right. I think you'd hit on such a brilliant point here. It's 
it's beyond brilliant that you mentioned. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I, you know, but it's, I see these things and I'm, I'm shocked by what, I, what I'm learning from, from the, the media. They, the palpable hypocrisy between a story that the things that they can get away with and the things that we can get away with. Yeah, but the glue that you found that's binding this all together, the, the egg within the matzo ball, if yeah. you will. Right. Is the a brilliant psychological notion that we all treat others how to treat ourselves or how we should be treated by how other people perceive we treat ourselves. What a brilliant through line into the subject matter because it cuts both ways. We're, we're seeing how Schumer expects it allows us to treat her based on who she puts into her shows. We see what Madonna really thinks of herself as an over-the-hill has-been who has lost all that she made valuable in her femininity, which was nothing but superficiality, which age inevitably takes away, leaving her with nothing but cheap sexual favors to offer. Right. And the but fact that... That's how she views herself. And that Democrat politics is so not a reward for how to run a society in and of itself. It is such a, a boat anchor on all of our productivity and freedom that the only way we can possibly get men to vote for this historical first woman is to entice pathetic men who have no chance of any sexual gratification other than their own hand and a computer or iPad. Right. Uh, a, a hypothetical sexual fantasy that expired about 15 years ago. Right. Well, but, but the funny thing is... Um, uh, the, the very notion of the way they look at sexuality, that sexuality does play into the democratic platform altogether. Think about it. Um, almost so much of what they talk about is about sexuality, right? Abortion, yes. when you think about it, is about sexuality. They call it freedom of choice. That They do use the word freedom there, right? They, they call it freedom of choice, freedom of sexuality. But what they're really, talk about is, what they're really talking about is irresponsibility. Well, they're right. talking, to sum it up, in, in absolute star, talk, star terms, is they're talking about the freedom from the inherent responsibilities that sexual activity go with it. Right. Sexual activity Bingo. is, a, is a, a, uh, an activity reserved for adults because there are responsibilities that come with how it's practiced. Bingo. Emotional, physical, reproductive, etc. Abortion obviates you from several of those responsibilities uh, that allow it to be engaged in with childlike irresponsibility. That's it. That's the big. Now, the two other things I can think off the top of my head on the sexuality department is that um, they are, uh, I mean, the whole notion of marriage, for example, marriage implies responsibility. So they, they want you to, if you want to have a kid, that's great. Without being married, that's great. No problem. Marriage is, you know, something you might want to have or may not want to have. Uh, unless you're gay, in which case it's it's a God-given right, right? But when it comes to heterosexuals, well, you know, marriage is just a, a silly institution. It's not really meaningful anymore. Uh, so, but what they're really talking about is they just don't want the responsibility. They want, want want to have it both ways. The second thing that comes to mind, I guess, the third thing after abortion and marriage, is this notion uh, that the government should take care of um, all contraception and, and all birth control as well. Right. I was going to throw in, and you kind of beat me to that, the, that notion, is all forms of welfare are inherently intertwined with sexual behavior. Right. Because in every welfare program, the mothers are rewarded for the more babies they can have. Right. If And in, in the other side, Planned Parenthood is rewarded for every abortion that's had. Yeah. And they're both... 
forms of welfare programs that de Democrats are loath to get rid of, and they're inherently intertwined with the irresponsibility in, uh, that's um, not practiced when certain sexual activity is engaged in. Right. And then, of course, let alone all the stuff about homosexuality, transgender bathrooms, sexual identity, oh, bingo. gender yeah. roles, the the uh, diminishment of and diminution of maleness and masculinity, and the uh, coming oppression of white males and boys. Uh, you know, it's it's all related to sexuality. It's all appealing to the most basic of instincts, the the prurient interests of sexuality. It's the pornograph the the pornography the pornographic pornographication of our culture. That's Bingo. what it is. But, okay, and, I think we have a title. <laughs> we may very well yeah. have it. But but it's it really is about making our culture one of pornography because it's all appealing to... This is the reason why pornography, sadly, um, succeeds so well in on the internet. I think it's some obscene percentage, like 80 or 90% of internet use is somehow related to pornography. That's just in my home, but... All know. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but seriously, I, I know you're joking. It's um, he's shaking his head vigorously, like no, it really is true, dude. Really? Uh, I, okay, we don't want to hear that. Uh, no, I know, I know that's not true. You're just joking around, like Madonna was joking. Around, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, no, but but seriously, I guess worldwide, uh, something some obscene number. I think it's somewhere between eighty and ninety-two or ninety-three percent of the internet. I don't know the precise number, it, but it is that high. It's in that range is for pornographic use. And, and that, to me, is so sad. It, 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 what it means is people are just so busy just gratifying themselves. Uh, at, at best, maybe a married couple's looking at it for purposes of getting them excited. But, but by and large, it's about gratification, self-gratification, not delaying their gratification for purposes of building a relationship with a woman, usually with a woman, not, not with, a, with a man. It's... And it's just very unhealthy for the whole society. And without getting into that whole point, I want to say that the the liberal platform has become a pornographic platform. Of course. And the reason why I say that is because it's appealing to your very prurient interests. The most basic things about the left, the leftist ideology, is practically, practically pornographic because it's appealing to your most prurient interest, almost your pornographic interest when it comes to uh, abortion, when it comes to the whole notion of marriage, uh, when it comes to birth control and that the government should pay for it, when it comes to welfare, as you say. Whatever it is, we want to strip away anything that remotely resembles the responsibility that comes with sexuality. That's what they are all about. And, and when you boil it down, the democratic platform Almost everything, I'm not saying truly everything, like minimum wage, for example, is not that. But almost everything is, and, and the core essence of it is trying to tell you, hey, we're going to make sure your life is easy for you sexually. And, and the, the more time passes, the more decades pass, you see more sexuality and issues regarding sexuality come in. And that's true with it, like you said, and I'm so glad you brought it up, with gay marriage, uh, with the teaching of gay sex in schools. Yeah, the anus is a genital, That's right, et and the transgender bathrooms. All these things that we're, we're now seeing, it's just the creeping of sexuality into it because it's the easiest thing to play into the mindset of, of the liberal voter. 
Well, any voter, as they discern, but it turns voters more liberal because, again, sex sells. And then there's one other element that the more. But, but just rem- I like what you just yeah. said. Remember, sex sells. Right. They discovered the liberal platform that not only does sex sell, it's, it's far easier to sell sex. And that's why Madonna, and, and, and she, I mean, it really dovetails so nicely. She's able to say this so glibly like, hey, I'll give you a blowjob. Okay, I'll give you oral sex if you vote for her. And it's and of course she's not gonna do that. We know that she's joking and such, but there's I think there's a part of it where the male voter, at least, who votes for Clinton is thinking, hey, I'm with the cool crowd. I'm with the sexy crowd. Uh, th- that's part of it, but there's a much bigger point, which is this. The intellectual part of your brain is not what responds to that, because your intellect knows. Just from a feasibility study of the 5,000 people at the show, not all of us is going to get a Hummer from Madonna in the next 20 minutes. But your subconscious, which does not function on intellectual information, hears that and responds to it and governs your behavior because of it. That's right. Which is much more powerful. One other incredible point about this. It's all about association. Right. But one other incredible point about this is the bottom line, where does this lead? is the animalification of human beings. Human beings are distinct and separate from the animals. Listen to several of these podcasts that address this issue over the years. Discussed it ad nauseum. But when you make people have, lose control over their sexual drive and have the inability to delay gratification and the limbic system that responds, you know, your inner reptile, your subconscious that responds to the message, Madonna says, hey, I'll give you a blowjob, doesn't know how to delay gratification. It just goes, okay, I'll vote for Clinton. Can I have my Hummer now? Can I have my Hummer now? <laughs> exactly. And it turns yeah. you into an animalistic behavior. Why do you neuter dogs? Yeah. Because you can't go up to Fido and say, um, Fido, do you mind not using your balls for the activity that are there right. for? I'm just making the point. Yeah. But you can say to a human being, hey, uh, you know, you're in an office right now. Could you keep your pants on while you're here to do exactly. work? Exactly. The human being goes, oh, paycheck? Yes, boss. <laughs> well, Mongo it's, here. It's about delaying gratification. And yeah. this, is, this is one of the distinctions between humans and animals, right, is that we do delay gratification. And uh, they, they only delay gratification so long as the team can work to hunt down the gazelle. And that's about it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Now... It's interesting. You, you talked about the animalification. I don't even know if it's a word, in it, but I but I understand what you're saying of humans. You know, it's it's so funny. It's in all these movies or so many of the kids' movies, especially, they anthropomorphize animals, meaning that they try to make animals you know consistent with human behavior. For example, The Lion King, right? I mean, choose any movie that has animals as the yeah. part that keeps Babe. Our... Right. <laughs> Anything with Disney, Bambi. Right. <laughs> They're know? interested in bringing out the best in their children, and there's the mother and dad, and all. <laughs> never mind that it doesn't exist in the animal thing. <laughs> right. But, but, you know, they have a family as a brother or sister. They need to work together. So it's, it's all these things where they try to make these animals like humans. But the reality, the reality, and the sad reality, is in fact the reverse is happening. That we are in fact, we are in fact, seeking to make humans, animals. That's right. And and that is very appealing. And when you when you tell a a, a human, any prospective voter, that your animal nature is a good one, that your animal nature is natural, your animal nature is not. You don't need to repress it. 
that you don't need to control it. Or channel it. Or channel yes. it, exactly right. And that, in fact, if you vote for us, we will encourage you in your animal nature, your society is going to go in a downward spiral. Bingo. Huge point you just made. And then to add to that, a very important point. What allows us to be human beings and live in a way that delays gratification with a general understanding that it's reasonable that someday I will get to use my parts to procreate the stable civil society around me, which generally assures me, aside from an anomalous event, car accident, violent crime, rare disease that cuts my life short, etc., etc., if I delay gratification, work hard, meet the right woman at the right time and wait the right amount of time, I will get my sexual gratification someday, and yes, it will happen, and I will reproduce. Right. But if you destroy society, if you destroy the functioning um, institutions of society, if you allow crime and disorder and chaos to reign, and you downgrade the institutions that hold society in its stable stasis to the point where people no longer de uh, can depend on it, they are more likely to act animalistically and live in figure quotes for today. They are more likely to engage in drug behaviors, crime behaviors, sexual behaviors, because they've lost any dependability that society will be there in the future for them. So at the same time that they tell you be more like an animal, unleash, riot, protest, uh, sexual, whatever you want, yeah. in all these ways... The more society crumbles, and the more society crumbles, the more likely are they are to not trust that society will be there for them in the future. Uh, of course. Of so course. it becomes exactly. a whole cycle so a that, the de that the Democrats have learned to feast upon. This right. is the core of their, their disgusting political philosophy. It, it is a sex sell sort of thing, and at the end of the day, that's what they're appealing to, and it's, they're no longer appealing to any sense of value. There's not a single value. Let's put it this way. There's... What Madonna did, she, she's not, of course, she's not leading the Democratic Party by any stretch, but she reflects an attitude of the Democratic Party, and particularly the, the far left in the, in the Democratic Party, who, 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 for whom this is okay, that this is, you know, a smile uh, sort of conversation. This is a, something that's cute and funny and, and hip. And, but, and listen to the language of it. I mean, it's not just she'll. It would it, be one thing to say, look, if you vote for Clinton, I'll give you a kiss on the cheek, okay? Or I'll send you my latest album, or I'll send you whatever, I don't know. Or I'll show you my these, or those, or this, yeah, or yeah, that. Exactly. I'll give I'll, you a quick flash. I'll, I'll give you a quick flash of my boobies. Right, right. okay. Which, which would be silly enough, but, but she goes so far. These words, I mean, as if you don't know what a blowjob is, right? So she has to be very graphic about it. And she, she talks about, we won't say it again because I, I find it so crass uh, and so uh, infantile and also so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'd say sinister too. It is sinister. Because I think the point that you gain to is she's not just promising a little cheesecake here. She's promising the ultimate goal every man has in his... In a true fantasy, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's just so disgusting, and it, it just appeals to the most base nature. And what bothers me the most is that she didn't even think for a moment that anyone would be offended. 
that this is the, the new level that we are all on, the new plateau. For us, the, it, it's the nadir, the low, the low point. But for them, it's some sort of new stage that they've arrived at. And, and this kind of talk is okay. That's, that's what frustrates and frightens me at the same time. Well, I think there's, uh, that's a great point, but I think there's a kind of a little bit nuance to it, which is even more disturbing, which is this. She knew there were going to be people who are offended, people like you and me, but she doesn't consider us worthy human beings where our offense is anything to be taken seriously at all. Think about how dehumanizing that is of your, again, dehumanization of your political opponents. You don't even consider them human beings worthy of being concerned about their, uh, their reaction. Meanwhile, Donald Trump or any other conservative is told over and over again, publicly and privately, be careful what you say, be careful who you grope, be careful what you think, be careful what you touch, because you will offend, yeah. fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah. Women, Muslims, this, that, the other. Yeah. This, this Meanwhile, the- we're supposed to be constantly uh, on the lookout for any perceived offense we might create. Their side doesn't even care about offending us and knows their own people will never be offended by it because it'll be either a big joke or a wonderful little promise. Right. Everything is in context for them. Of course, there's nothing that we can do that's, that's uh, not perceived out of context. That's, that's the way it works, and we, we've accepted that reality. It's not a reality that we, we like, but you know, it, I'd rather be the party of standards and values uh, than be the party of, of base sexual nature and animalistic nature. Can I make one more quick point about that I think we might have touched on before, but I think it's worthy of exploring, which is this. Going to the um, uh, mm-hmm. area of teaching others how to treat you by how you treat yourself, look at the irony of the accusations in recent days about Trump. You can fill in almost any conservative, you know, Romney, Bonders full of women, right. whatever. The idea of sexual assault on women and how women need to be treated, and you and I as gentlemen believe this, that women need to be put on a pedestal and treated by a gentleman as a gentleman would treat a lady, right? And think about this, how the left is always demanding that men treat women with that kind of tender, loving care. But now here's Madonna degrading herself in the most sexual way Asking men to objectify her, and and that's yeah. nothing new for you, Madonna's you took, public You took the image. words right out of my mouth. I mean, the, the the point is, here we are in a in a culture where there's supposedly Hillary Clinton is using it both as a, a sword and a shield at the same time. She on the one hand she says respect us, respect us, respect us, and the other hand, um, she she says hey you know we get to use our body to in, in the most vulgar ways possible, and to play you as much as possible, which is it? It's, it's, you know, if you want to be respected, that's great. But then treat yourself like a human being. Don't treat like your, don't treat yourself like a piece of meat. Yeah, is it and, that's what, and that's what Madonna yeah. has done. And, and this, is, this, is the, this is how we come full circle in our discussion. It's because people will treat you the way you treat yourself. And the way you're doing it is disgusting. Okay? And, and, and that's our big issue with the far left of the Democratic Party today. And, and I, I worry about the descent of the far left and how, where it's going to take us going, going further in the future. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
Dennis Prager here. If you have a business or real estate dispute, I strongly recommend that you call Barack Lurie. Barack, your client loaned $100,000 to a former business partner to use to flip properties, but the former partner used the money to pay off his own personal debts. Yeah, Dennis, the challenge here was that the defendant claimed to not have any money. Even his own lawyer claimed the defendant wasn't paying him. So how did you resolve it? Well, we put his money where his mouth was, asking, why don't you just agree to stipulate to a judgment? That would save our client and his is tens of thousands of dollars pursuing this matter in court. Now my client has a judgment as though he had gone to trial and won. Well, that's another real success. Folks, I trust Barack Lurie with my own legalities. Call him at 866-575-8111. That's 866-575-8111. Fighting for what's right, Barack Lurie at Lurie and Seltzer. 866-575-8111. And now listen to the Barack Lurie Show Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. here on AM 870, The Answer. So uh, wrapping up on what we talked about in the first segment, um, there's one other point I want to make, but we will dovetail into other areas, meaning uh, areas other than women uh, and what Madonna had said uh, about, you know, providing oral gratification, shall we say. I'd, li- I'd like to try to keep this PG-13. Uh, all right. So, you know, my brother made a very good movie back in the year 2000. I think it was 2000 called The Contender. This movie is about a woman vice presidential nominee who um, is being nominated because uh, she's an exceptional person and uh, isn't she great? And, and, and it's a great story. It's a, it's, my brother did a fantastic job. It's uplifting. It's about you know, speaking for yourself, standing up for what's right. And the what's right in this department is that this woman, played by Joan Allen, who's nominated by the president, played by... Jeff Bridges, uh, is, is a scandal erupts about her. And there, there's a claim that she engaged in this... Uh, orgy. N- this orgy, this naughty behavior that was videoed. And it's up on a website. And why, does she, why doesn't she just confess to this? And she refuses, and she doesn't want to deal with it, and she always pivots to a different issue... And they try to get, you know, get her sucked into this, into this, uh, to talking about the video, and how it, it, you know, she should, she should defend herself, so to speak. And the whole theme of it is, I don't need to, to deal with this. This is, it's inappropriate to even ask the question. That's, uh, I think, one of the great lines in the movie. And, and, and of course, that's exactly right. It was inappropriate to even, to, 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 to advance that. And then, of course, at the end of the movie, we discover that it wasn't her in the video anyway. <laughs> And her, her whole point was, uh, it doesn't matter. It's not. It doesn't matter whether I'm the person in the video or not. It's you shouldn't be even asking that question. That's the point. Yeah, my qualified person with who I am today. Right. You're you're not asking a college girl who's having an orgy with the football team to be vice president here. You're yeah. asking an experienced senator to be president. Are you right. going to evaluate yeah. me as the senator I am now? Yeah. She she was talking about looking look at me as a human, not as somebody that. Uh, not as somebody just engaged in, in, in sexual activity or as, as a naked person. That's, that's what she demanded, and that's what she gets at the end of the day. And it's, it's very uplifting. And, but, but I wish that the culture that we have today had, had something akin to that. 
There's nothing like that. On the contrary, the, the opposite seems to be true. It seems to be that you're only respected if you do engage in some sort of um, body showing, either by way of full-on nudity or some, uh, or at least the suggestion of, of sex uh, with, with these very tight yoga pants and otherwise, right? Uh, and, and if you do a video of yourself having sex with, with somebody, well, then all the better. It, you're, expression, you're expressing yourself uh, sexually, and uh, what better way to express your identity than to have a sex video of, of yourself? It's, it's a bizarre twist. And, and the Madonna video that we were talking, Madonna comment rather, that she made um, is exactly that. It's, it's that, that somehow you are cooler if you, if you talk about how great you are in the oral gratification department and all the other crass things that she said that were associated with that. That's, that's what bothers me. That's what offends me. That's, I, I, and I'm, I'm feeling topsy-turvy. Like, which is it? This is what we talked about in the first half. You want us to respect you, and yet you don't respect yourselves. And then you expect us to, to treat you like you're on a pedestal or not even a pedestal. No, they'll say, no, no, we want you to, to treat us the same way you treat other guys. Okay, well, I don't know if you want that, first of all. <laughs> We're but, not really very nice to each other. Well, Just, we, we are nice to each other in our own way. But, <laughs> right, but, but it's but, not. But, we, but if, you, if we were to treat you sexually the way we, we perceive sex... We'd assume that hey, let's just let's just grab each other and let's have let's have at it all the time. But we have to learn about you, you ladies. We have to learn that no, no, it's they don't want sex in the same way. There's there's a process involved. There's a courting that they need to be told to, you know, that you like them, that you love them, that you 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 want to give them flowers, you want to show them appreciation, and that's a completely different approach toward sex that they have that that we we have so it's it's two different languages going on and we have to learn that language so it, it's it, you can't say ladies that we want you men to treat us the same way at least in the sexual department as you treat yourselves no 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 it doesn't work very well you, so i don't know that you would want that but but at the same time you, you say look treat us with respect look at look my eyes are up here i always say that right that's a famous line from so many movies my eyes are right up here Right. <laughs> and uh, but now, but no, no, no. With all these, the, you know, these uh, what do you call it? The short cleavages uh, or low cleavage and these these uh, yoga pants, of course, they're saying, no, no, look down here as much as you can, because this is where my value is. It's, it's an obscenity what's going on. The, the whole reason why we have clothes is to redirect the eyes toward uh, to redirect the male eyes toward the woman's eyes, toward their face. And if I dare say the obvious, which is that if you take a woman of, of a nice figure uh, and, and she walks around without any clothes, I'm gonna get, and, and she starts talking to you, I'm going to guess something, Ari, that you will have difficulty focusing only on her eyes. Not How about me. that? Not me. Not me. <laughs> oh, yes. You I'm will. all substance. All <laughs> substance. Uh, but you, you make an interesting brilliant point as usual because that's why people are listening to the brothery podcast and uh show sunday mornings 10 to 11 a.m krla am 870 los angeles um very well done i like that thank you um but the the premise that leftists operate from the beginning is so wrong about conservative males in this regard too because they operate under the premise 
that we want to mistreat women, that we have this desire just to let all of our behaviors just run wild and just engage in, as it was called regarding the Trump, uh, Billy Bush tape, locker room rhetoric regarding women. I don't enjoy engaging in locker room rhetoric yeah, none with of us women. Do. That's true. I mean, yes, with my wife, she and I do tell each other jokes that would be deemed inappropriate between me and other women and her and other men because we're a married couple and we're both uh, com- practicing comedians. So we have you know specific relationships and area of interest where that kind of thing is is a little different because there's something called intimacy, but. Isn't it ironic that the left keeps demanding that conservative men are the very opposite of what they actually are? Of course. The conser- but but the, they- the conservative man, and, and, and you hear us talking about this. I mean, just listen to these podcasts that you and I have made for, what, three, four years now. We're constantly talking about striving to the higher levels. We, we don't say, hey— we need to bust down all these uh, these standards that we've developed with civilization. On the contrary, we we want to to downplay sex. We want to put sex in its appropriate category. And there's a time and place for sex. And ideally, it's 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 in the in the context of a of a marriage uh, communal relationship. That way, that's the best. And and we we embrace marriage as as an institution. We take it seriously as an institution. That's why we. We fought to some extent against a gay marriage and the, the trivializing of marriage. These are the things that you would want from your, your, your males in your society. This is the, the time. I think we had a whole podcast about this where we said, look, if you are a uh, liberal parent, would you be upset if your child is raised as a conservative? That he decides, you know, he announces, dad, mom, I'm a conservative. Would you be upset and the answer should be no. You should be delighted, yeah, because because, because that child is saying, "I want to live by standards. I, I have a big world perspective, and that perspective is one where here's the way things work. And if you want a better society, you 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 need to adopt conservative values, and." And I believe in standards. Wouldn't you want that as a parent for your child? Yeah. Here, let's just do a little scene, okay? I'll be the child. You be the parent. Now, right. Let's just pretend you are the most liberal parent. You're, you're Cecile Richards yeah, for yeah. Planned Parenthood, and I'm your daughter. Right. Hey, Mom, I want to work hard and be responsible. Now, Alexa, oh. that sounds like a conservative to me. I, I don't know about this, uh, sweetheart. Mom, I met a, a nice guy, and for our first date, he wants to take me to synagogue or church. Oh, I don't know. It's a... Uh... I hope he's not conservative. I, I don't like the, the, where this is going, sweetheart. Yeah. Hey, Mom, I met a guy, and he doesn't do drugs, and he has a great job. Well, I, I think that's good. I, I understand that. But uh, is he a conservative? Just tell me, sweetheart. <laughs> hey, Mom, my, my boyfriend has a job, and he never shows up late. And he keeps getting raises because he does the job well. Why won't and you? And he saves his money. You're, you're not telling me if, if he's a conservative, sweetheart. I, and this is concerning me. <laughs> I, right, I love this. I right, love this. It's a perfect thought he, he, experiment yeah, to play on any liberal. He, he wants to to delay uh, sex until marriage, mom. You know, yeah. like, well, that this doesn't sound right. I mean, I, I mean, again, that might be antiquated. That that one last point, but nevertheless, the notion of that things are better off where with delaying gratification, with a sense of responsibility, with a sense of civilization, generally speaking, that 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 doesn't belong in the liberal mindset. It's, it's yeah. very odd. And so you, you would want to embrace 
the conservative mindset. But we've talked yeah, about this here's, before. Here's a modified one that we can just do as the last one that I think solidifies the point. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not delaying gratification for to marriage or anything. But hey, mom, I have a boyfriend, and he is um, faithful to me. Now I know he's conservative. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that, they'll no, say no, no. No parent, no matter what your political agenda is, would say, "Oh, honey, that's terrible. Find yourself a different guy." Right, right, right. When <laughs> you know, no, a, a liberal will say, and I think somewhat incorrectly, but a, a far left a liberal, not all of them, of course, will say, "No, no, no. We really value faithfulness." Uh, and the question is, well, why? Why would you? Right. What's what's the point? I mean, especially if you don't believe in God, right? If you don't believe in this adultery business, that that, that adultery is a bad thing, why would you care? I mean, other than, you know, you kind of made a deal with your wife and, you know, there's an understanding you shouldn't be sleeping around and there's a danger of, of getting a disease from some third person. But other than that, why would you care? I mean, let's say, you know, you're, you've got a job which takes you uh, all over the world and, you, you, you know, the, you as a husband, you're the one going around the world and, you know, you don't see your wife from uh, for a month at a time. OK, and, and you expect her to be, you know, to just kind of be pining away and, and doing nothing and, and being loyal to you. And what about yourself? You know, there are plenty of nice, uh, cute girls there. What's the harm? <laughs> right. Okay. In, the, in the brothels of Thailand. Hey, I just got a text from my liberal wife. She says, hey, honey, just love the one you're with. That's right. It's Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Yeah. OK. But, 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 but why not? I mean, if it's all about appealing to your prurient interest, like we talked about before, then, then go for it. What's, what's the big deal? Right. Especially, like I said, especially if you don't believe in God. And, and, I, and I, a lot of my, virtually all of my atheist friends, virtually, not, of course, not 100%, but I would say a good 95% of my atheist friends, people who are seriously questioning God at the very least, uh, they're very liberal. And, and, and that's not surprising to me. But the, the, if there's no standards, then why are you so upset about, other than, again, like I said, the, the risk of contracting a disease sexually, which is a real risk, of course. But if you somehow put that aside mentally... Why would you care? I mean, as so long as, you know, your husband is not engaging in a full-on relationship and having an emotional connection with some third person, then what do you care if he has this tryst, you know, here or there when he's in France and then he's in Germany and then he's in, in Holland and then he comes back home and he's all about you? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Right. And, right. and I think that's a fantastic question to ask, but I think it's even more powerful with what we were talking about earlier. Forget applying it to yourself because we're all flawed and, you know, we all give in to temptations from time to time. But we idealize the behaviors that we want our offspring to engage in. So forget how a husband or wife think about themselves and their spouse, but think about what they would want for their children. And that's really where the chili hits the cheese on the practice versus preach uh, dilemma that liberalism presents to people. Because I can guarantee no liberal will practice what they preach on their liberal values when it comes to their desires for their children. Oh, for sure, for sure. It, it, so it is many, so, so many brilliant. Li- so many liberal families that I know, not all of them, of course, but so many liberal families. Well, I mean, virtually all of them, now that I think about it, they, they advance the cause of, you know, free everything, free sex, free this, free, you know, welfare for everybody, Obama, you know, Obamacare, health care for everybody. Uh, minimum wage for everybody, but they Welfare, would never, they yes. would never expect that of their children. Right. Hey, they, mom, I'm on welfare. Good for you. No, no, right. Yeah. They, they'd be, that's so horrible. Why don't you have any money? But, but, but mom, <laughs> what, 
she would say, but mom, I, I thought you were all for welfare. Yeah, for this other people, but not in my backyard, right? That, that's, that's the notion that you have. Yeah, Joey and I decided to get a fourth abortion. Oh, God. Right? They would never say, good for you. Of course, of course not. Yeah. Okay, so um, in, 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 other, in other words, what you're saying is they want that freedom and they, that kind of lack of uh, restraint for those lesser people. You know, out there, but not for us, right? You hypothetical know, yes, people, those hypothetical really, people. yes. So, and that's why it's such an elitist. It, 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 there's no, no wonder that liberalism is so attractive among the elites, right? It's and and among the college because they 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 are so much better than you. They live their own way and and they have their own expectations. But as to you, small people, well. You're animals. Right. That's, that's right. the key. Bingo. Right. I, was, I was waiting for you to right. hit the, the... Okay, so now I wanted to move on to the next point, which is very related to this, which is... And we talked before, and we opened up with that joke about the, eating the grass, right? And, and just to remind everyone, that the notion is that, you know, you see somebody eating grass, and then you say, no, no, come over to my house. My, the grass in my house is a, is a foot high. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. needs cutting. <laughs> that's right. You'll do great. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wins. <Yeah. laughs> so, <laughs> oh, you thought I was gonna feed you steak? No, 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 no. no, no. You're right. a grass eater. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's how people will treat you the way you treat yourself, as we said before. And look at and, and I said it's not just about the woman; it's about also other groups in society. Look how tragic the situation is with the African American community, and and I want to bring examples really quickly. The, the, the lowered expectations that we have when it comes to affirmative action or, or otherwise in the, in the hiring arena or even the way we deal with uh, minorities on a day-to-day level where we treat them as though somehow they need a constant leg up that they are not as bright as we are or not as capable as we are. That's, that's racist, first of all. Right? As if they can't figure out how to get a driver's license to vote. Oh, I love that one. That's yeah. a great example. Yes, it, it's so offensive, this notion. And it doesn't even dawn upon them how racist is, racist is. However, they will tell you that it's racist to wear a Harambe a gorilla suit, right? That's, uh, that's somehow racist. I don't know how, but there it is, okay? They, they, there's a, a story that we won't delve into that, but, but that's that, people are actually stopping that. That they'll say is racist, but when it comes to saying that you should not have uh, voter ID because it disproportionately affects black people on the theory that it's too hard for them to figure out how to get a driver's license. You, they, it doesn't even dawn on them that the incredible racist nature of that statement. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything and, else is racist. Right, and it also pertains to... And, and every, time you, every time you complain about Obama's policies, that's racist, you understand. But when they actually engage in racism, that's nothing. They're doing the right thing for, for, for blacks and society. Yeah, and the same is true for public schools. Look how there's no expectation of success no. ever in the education system and and in the, the welfare system. No, no, these people will never be able to support themselves. They need government. And, and th- this is the major reason why I want to send my kids to private school when I feel the need to, because I think public... Uh, education, sadly, good for today, uh, no longer has expectations. They just want to kind of get push the kids through, whether they actually learn something in the process, whether they actually become good citizens good and good characters, that's just not important to people anymore, at least not in the public school system. Even the private school system, it's a challenge, but you have a better chance. And so we fight hard for this. Anyway, we're getting a little far afield from that. I want to talk about uh, the continuation of our theme about how people 
uh, will treat you the way you treat yourself. Yeah, and I think the point about the public school system is if these communities that are stuck in public school systems allows the public school to treat them that way, it will continue to treat them that way. Yeah. Well, we were talking about minorities and how and, and, and how this extends to uh, minorities as well. Look what happened, and I'm, I'm telling you all about this, the, 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 this rash of purported uh, police brutality um, situations with it, when it comes to Ferguson, when it comes to Baltimore with uh, Freddie Gray, when it comes to Eric Garner in uh, New York City and uh, so many different other places, Trayvon Martin and so on. Uh, the, the whole approach to it, and at Baltimore is really the best example of, of it because the reason why I say it is there was a black mayor, there were three black uh, cops who were indicted um, and, and prosecuted. And acquitted. And, and, well, <laughs> and, and all six of them were, right. were acquitted. Okay. And the, but the Baltimore mayor said when the black community was rioting, uh, upset with the, what had happened with Freddie Gray, uh, the mayor spoke as though this was perfectly acceptable, acceptable behavior. And she said famously, we gave them room to destroy. Meaning like, oh, you know, you got to just got to vent it out, baby. You know, it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's very normal to vent yourself out like that. But you would, you would never expect that from any other group for some reason. And, and this, and I don't, frankly, I don't expect it from the African-American media. I, I, and I think they should not expect it of themselves. And this is where we're getting back to the grass situation, right? Because if you, if you tell yourself that it's normal, that it's acceptable to engage in riots whenever you're peeved, well, then people will treat you that way. They'll say, oh, uh, listen, uh, you know, uh, a lot of my friends are black. Uh, you know, I'll hire you. I'll, I'll do just whatever you do. Don't hurt me. Right. And, and, and that's just a horrible way to to improve race relations of any kind. But instead, the, the far left and the Democratic Party are encouraging this. They're, they're stoking this sort of attitude where, you know, we've got to give them room to, to destroy because that's, that's what they do. Right. And I it mean, becomes, here's where it becomes really nasty. Right. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy with the treatment of the police and law enforcement of the community. Because how do cops in riot gear respond to rioters? Well, tear gas Billy clubs, bullets. Right, which in turn right? leads to uh, charges of excessive violence and everything. And then it's all about the level of, of violence and the proportionality of the violence and everything else, right? Now, now, now put this to the side for a second and then ask yourself, it, it, let, let's say um, a couple of Jewish uh, kids decide that they're going to riot, right? Or, uh, you know, vandalize something. Get a video camera. I've never seen that. Right. It's like a unicorn. Right. It, well, you just, you don't, you're not going to see, see it. it. But, it, but if they did, and, and they did something nasty like that, then they would say this is irresponsible behavior. They, they would have no context. They would never have any comparison whatsoever. It's, it, it wouldn't even enter their mind to make the comparison of the room to destroy part and, and what they're seeing w with these Jewish kids vandalizing. Let's say it's 10 kids vandalizing. They're very upset with, for example, the, the boycotting of goods in Israel. They, they, they're very, very upset about that, B, the BDS movement, right? Boycott, divest, and sanctions. Uh, and they, they really want to take it out on the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA. And they start, you know, sitting in and they start destroying things and they threaten uh, that they'll shut down the whole place. They'll, the UCLA would call them hooligans. 
they would say they would suspend them. In fact, they would probably just expel them altogether. And then they press full charges to the full extent of the law, and then they would do the unthinkable to them. They would call their parents, <laughs> uh, right? Right. And what right. would their parents do? Probably kill them. <laughs> it would be so upset. It would. It would he, be a very severe. You don't punishment. mean actually kill them? Of course. You're, you're. I mean, it's it's like the like the Jewish way of of talking. I, I'll kill you if you ever do this. You know. But anyway, the the point is that. I, it just doesn't even – and you wouldn't think about the Korean community. You wouldn't think about the, the Japanese community. You wouldn't think about the, the Mormons, uh, you know, not, not even the Latino community. The Latino community doesn't uh, it's, do it's that. A, so, but, but for some reason, the press, the media d- just treats them in such a childish way. But in, in, some, in some sense, you know, every community has a responsibility for itself, Right. It, but it's a self. It, what is it? It's um, self-fulfilling prophecy. No, no. It's a it's a self-reinforcing uh, yes. attitude where the media, on the one hand, tell them, you know, it's okay if you if you write because frankly we like it because we 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 have cameras yeah, on that. Great it's pictures. Very exciting. Great pictures. Can, Can you do that again? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Good lighting. Good lighting on shot number right. one. <laughs> Can you believe he said that to you? Are you going to take that from him? Right. And uh, so that's a self, you know, a self-feeding prophecy right there. Right. And then of course the black community, sadly, is is thinking of itself as a victim because they've been told them that they're victims. And, and that, sadly, leads to some of them, not all of them, of course, but some of them, the ones who are rioting, to feel like, like they are justified, they are entitled to destroy. Because, frankly, the, the, the Baltimore mayor believes that it's acceptable. And not only that, but when, when they did destroy, they did the terrible riots in Baltimore, uh, she, she said, we're going to get you justice, as if somehow... Their anger was justified. And by the way, it's not just a Democrat who, who does that. It, when, when George H.W. Bush had to deal with the riots in Los Angeles when they happened back in 1992, uh, he, he said, I understand your frustration, famously. And that, that of course, just it, it legitimized the, this violence. And, and where he said there is no cause, he should have said there is no cause for this. There's, it's totally irresponsible. There's only one way to deal with any sort of anger about that, and that is a judicial system. And by and large, it's a good system. We cannot have this sort of breakdown in law and order. Otherwise, everything gets uh, will fall apart anytime anybody ever feels aggrieved. And guess what? There's always somebody who feels aggrieved. That's what he should have said. But, of course, it, it's just it's this blossoming of this victim mentality that the media stokes and, to, to sadly, to a certain extent, some in the black community accept Never acceptable. That's the point. Now, I, I want to you know, go, kind of go back to that whole theme of people will treat you the way you treat yourself, right? So you have to ask yourself whether you're, whatever community you're in, people will treat you exactly the way you treat yourself. So sadly, with, with this victim mentality, people will treat you like the victim that you demand that you are. You, do you really want to be there? Isn't that a pathetic existence? The, the, the ones who survive the best are the ones who get out of that mentality. And, and they're, they're conservative blacks. Many of them are conservative. I, I think a lot of blacks in, in America have lead conservative lives, whether they, believe it, whether they actually vote Democrat or not. They actually do lead conservative lives. Their family values are strong, except for the breakdown that's coming apart now through the welfare system and the fatherless, uh, a fatherless culture that, that the Democrats seem not to mind. And then 
then somehow the Democratic Party now somehow owns them at the end of the day. Why? Because they need to be taken care of. And they've been told they need to be taken care of. And they, and they, and they, they, they may make promises that we'll take care of. And then you have people like Madonna telling, telling you, not only will we take you, care of you, but we'll give you oral gratification in the process as well. So people will treat you just the way you treat yourself. If you treat yourself as somebody that is, demands and, and requires a, a job that pays $200,000, guess what? You'll get a job that pays you $175,000. Not bad, right? If you expect to make a $3 million or you shoot for $3 million in revenues uh, for, for the next year, guess what? You'll make $2.5 million. Not bad. But if you expect to only make $10,000, you'll make $10,000, maybe $9,500. That's the way it works. And if you expect to have a beautiful woman as your wife, and, and a classy woman, even better yet at that, you'll get a classy woman. But like my friend who, who thought very little of himself, and as a consequence, everyone else thought very little of him, when they set him up on dates for blind dates and such like that, that's exactly the way the world will treat you. So remember, remember, you are not a member of a, a group of people. You, you have associations and affinities. Yes, I'm very proud to be Jewish, but I'm also my own man, and I have my own relationship with God. And it's that expectation that makes me the man that I am today. It's what I expect of myself and what I know that God expects of me to be the very best Barack Lurie I can be. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next week.